Come on, you got to seize the goddamn gap. People are so goddamn inefficient. Oh, goddamn it! I don't care if you're old, seize the gap! Hey, man, I got to get going. I have some friends from my fantasy league coming over, so I should mm. find my ride. Hey, I like sports, too. Yeah, I do, but I've never really engaged with the fantasy element of it. I'm your huckleberry. That's just my game. You know what, John? Cancel your ride. I'll drive you to your fantasy. Thanks, man. Yeah. And daily fantasy makes every game matter. Hey, man. Take the wins whenever you can. You don't go broke taking a gain. Welcome to Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. We're here to help you be informed and decisive so that when the opportunity presents itself, you can seize the gap and stop being so inefficient. I'm Jamie G. I'm here with Magna Mills, and we're going to get you guys ready for the 2022 fantasy football season. Who's with me? Uh, I believe we are all in the Range Rover with you. I am Magna Mills. Uh, you can find Seize the Gap by searching for Seize the Gap on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods, all the good ones. We're there on social media at Seize the Gap FF. And you can find our YouTube channel at JoeBlowFootballShow.com. And this is going to be a pretty straightforward episode. We're just going to let you know about the content we'll be putting out this season. And we're going to do a quick overview of fantasy football. I'm, I'm sure all y'all know everything. This is going to be pretty basic. We're just going to go over some terminology and whatnot, just in case, you know, it's one of those things like the old Andy Dwyer uh, Parks and Rec meme, like uh, it's been so long now that I'm afraid to ask. This way, you don't have to ask anybody. We'll just tell you. This season, we got you guys covered. We are going to be putting out a waiver wire ad show on Tuesdays, as well as a stardom sit-em show on Fridays. We'll also be releasing a weekly dynasty football show, Nine Guys Dynasty, where we'll highlight nine players to either buy, sell, or hold each week. Very good, sir. Very good. And you know why they call them stardom sit-em? Because when they say a start stit show, it becomes a start shit show. You have to be very careful with the start, sit, show. Hence, it becomes the start, shit, show. A lot of asses. A lot of yeah, asses. I mean, that's fantasy. Is fantasy is sometimes start the shit show. And I think it is important to understand that there is a, an edge to be had. It, you, you can do strategies. There's You got to stay aware. Good stuff. But there is a fair amount of luck involved in this, especially when it comes to injuries and stuff like that. So never take this too seriously or spend more money on it than you can afford to lose as entertainment. You just, no matter how good you are or whatever, just don't, you're not going to win your fantasy league every year. You're just not. And if you are, are winning your fantasy league every year, please invite me to join that league. I'm going to assume that you at least understand how fantasy football works. The players do stuff on the field. You get points for the stuff that they do. That's pretty much like touchdowns, yardage, receptions, field goals, that kind of thing. They do things that gain points and yardage. You get points for that. Well, even I knew that. It's easy, people. Play fantasy. You draft some players, and then they score points for you. Let's just start there. What kind of draft options are there? I mean, pretty simply, you have online drafts, which are the internet drafts, in-person drafts, where you go and you're all drafting in a room, although sometimes you're using computers still. As far as the actual fantasy drafts goes, there are two types. You have the snake draft which is a lot like the drafts you see on TV with the exception being at the end of the round, the order switches. So usually say there's 12 teams in a fantasy football league. The first round goes, you know, team one, two, three, four, five, six, all the way to 12. But then in round two, team 12 picks first, then 11, then 10, then nine back down to one. And then it switches again. So one picks first again, resembling a snake as it goes around, as opposed to the same team picking in the same position 
throughout every round. The other kind of draft is an auction draft. In that kind of draft, everyone gets a certain amount of money. It's usually $100 or most likely $250. Usually not real money. You just pay your entry fee. That's how much money you have to spend in the draft. And then you build your roster however you want. You have to fill out your roster. You know, usually it's around 15, 16 people. So you could, you know, spend all of your money on like four guys and then take $1 players for the rest. Or you could build a balanced lineup. It's an auction draft. It works just like in an auction would. Someone nominates a player, everyone gets to take turns nominating players, and people start bidding $1, $5, it, you know, The order you nominate them in, there's a lot of strategy involved. Auction drafts are a lot of fun, but please be aware they do take a long time. And when you do your first one, uh, just don't do it for a lot of money or something like that. Learn how to do it, but almost everyone who goes auction never goes back. What about the various kinds of leagues? Everyone keeps talking about best ball these days. Magna Mills, walk the audience through. What is the difference between fantasy football and best ball? The easiest way to explain best ball is that in a best ball league, you do a draft and that's it. There's no moves. You draft a team. Every week, the computer takes the roster you drafted and sets the best possible lineup after they know the score. So that's it. Whoever gets the most points at the end of the year wins. These leagues are basically perfect for people who love drafting or even want to have multiple teams, but they don't have the time to, you know, set a lineup every week, that kind of thing. Uh, they're a lot of fun, offered a lot of different price points. And it's almost like, no, I wouldn't say a completely different strategy, but it's quite a bit different than what we would call regular fantasy football or, you know, seasonal leagues. And what's the difference between, let's say, Draft Masters and Best Ball? Uh, draft Masters means you're probably playing on RT Sports. Uh, technically, Draft Masters is what people call best ball now. What I just described, the league where you draft, you don't set anything. But really, Draft Masters means, you know, because it's just a draft only. Best ball technically can have moves. It's usually in a dynasty best ball. But there again, it's a best ball format. So the computer always sets the best possible lineup for you. But you can still have free agency and trades to improve and trade your roster. And, you know, at this point, again, except for a couple of sites, no one really calls it Draft Masters anymore. But they're, they're basically the same thing. But if you see Draft Masters, there are certainly no moves whatsoever. What about good old fashioned regular fantasy football? Uh, what you say is regular fantasy football is what I would call it a season long league. It's or a redraft league. It's a league that you draft, you know, one time you have those players throughout that season. At the end of the that season, the league ends, at least that season. Then next year you draft a new league. If you'd keep the same team, that would make it a keeper league or a dynasty team. You know, just the implication is you draft a team, you manage it all season long, hence the name season long league. There's free agency, there may or may not be trades, and you set a lineup every week. What are the main differences between these leagues? Well, first, you, you basically have the standard league, and in the standard league, you just start like one quarterback, two running backs, two, three wide receivers, one flex, one tight end, defense kicker, something like that. For the most part, those are all pretty standard leagues. Then you have what you would call a two-quarterback league or a super flex league. Technically, a two-quarterback league, you have to start at least two quarterbacks. A super flex league is where you can start a quarterback in the flex position. As a rule, you should always start as many quarterbacks as you're allowed to by the rules and own as many quarterbacks as you're allowed to by the rules of your league if you're allowed to start more than one. It totally changes how the league is when you go from the one quarterback to two quarterbacks. 
You also have PPR leagues, which stands for point per reception. Just like the name implies, it means that players are awarded one point for each reception. In half-point PPR leagues, you would get a half a point for each reception. Yeah, exactly. And then you have leagues like a, you'll hear them now, tight end premium. And that basically means a tight end might get more points. It is trying to give value to the tight end position because it's a you know low volume position now. Usually that's where a tight end would get maybe 1.5, 1.75, or even two full points per reception, while other positions are usually still getting one. You know, tight end is kind of a wasteland and it's really an effort to make the you know position more fantasy relevant. And you will see it sometimes in leagues where running backs, tight ends, and wide receivers all get different PPR amounts. Let's say somebody invites me to join in Fantasy League and I decide to join it. What comes next? Walk the people through it, Magnum Mills. If you want to join a Fantasy League, just you know, make sure you can go to the draft. You can afford it. You know, Lose the money. You pay your dues. Then you look at the rules. You always need to know the rules. Scoring system, the roster settings, you know, the draft format, any rule there is, especially if you're in a you know, a league that has some kind of weird rule where like the last place person has to host a draft the next year or film a video of them doing their, you know, something stupid or whatever. You need to know these things. Or even if it costs money to make waiver claims, always know the rules. Typically, leagues will have teams with 15 to 16 players on the roster. You start eight to 10 guys. Uh, best ball leagues are usually deeper. You can run from like a best ball slim league, which is like 18 roster spots up to even uh, 34 roster spots in the deepest of best ball leagues. You drafted some dudes here, walk the people through. What are we doing now? What's next? Again, with the best ball league, you know, like John Snow, your your watch is over. Like check back at the end of the season to see how you did. Otherwise, if you're in a season long league, you want to double check your team, set an initial starting lineup just in case you ever forgot or something came up and want to know if there's a waiver run before the season, if there is. Just check, make sure, you know, there's no one out there that you might want to put a claim on. And if you have anybody who's eligible to go on an IR spot, you have one, go ahead and put that guy on IR. would open up our awesome spot for you. Just so we're clear as mud here, Magnum Mills, walk them through how the waiver wire works. Pretty much like you hear, you know, NFL is free agency, that kind of thing. Waiver wire is free agency for fantasy football. Uh, The process is actually very similar to how waivers work in the actual NFL. A waiver wire order is set. Each team knows what it is. Uh, Usually it's like the reverse order of the draft or occasionally in some leagues, they will reset the order of the waivers each week so that the team with the worst record gets the first waiver claim. And it's basically, again, what the implication is. It's an order like you go to the deli, you get a number. The earlier the number, the faster you get your service. So say there, you know, everyone, somebody cut uh, Josh Allen for some reason. They cut him. No idea why. It would be stupid to do so. But then so every team in the league puts a claim in. Whoever is the first waiver priority would get him. Whoever had that earliest deli ticket, that number, that's how you would get him. A lot of times the league will have one waiver wire run per week. After that, everyone is just out there on the waiver wire, and it's first come, first serve. You just usually have to have an open roster spot or drop a player to pick somebody up. Doesn't cost you nothing. And there's also FAB which stands for free agent acquisition budget. This is kind of a combination between an auction draft and the waiver system. Each team gets a certain allotment of fab for the season. Each week they can bid whatever portion of that budget they want to acquire available players. Say you had a $100 budget, you could spend it all on one player, or you could get 100 different $1 players. I think 
fab leagues are generally more fun. It might seem a little intimidating at first. If you haven't tried it, don't be you know too scared of it. It's really not as complicated as it might seem at first. You'll get the hang of it after a week or two. And it's cool because it levels the playing field. Because sometimes, especially in the league where the waiver wire order doesn't reset, someone sits on that number one claim waiting for that big injury to pick up the, you know, the handcuff running back that's out there, that kind of thing. Even if the waiver wire order does reset every week, that gives an unfair advantage to teams who would just as soon maybe lose the week, especially if they have some sort of keeper situation going on. So it is important to really work the waiver wire hard. As fun as trading is, the waiver wire is the primary way to improve your team during the fantasy football season. Any other terms, Magnum Mills, that we should tell the people about? It's, I mean, there's a ton these days, especially with the amount of analysis out there. And there's a lot of people that do good work. It, you know, fantasy football is a game of edges. You're just trying to get every edge you can. You know, I don't ever want to say anything bad about any analyst, anything like that. Everyone has their own methods. I would say try to pick one person you like or something like that. Stick with that. But you will see terms that are common between the different analyst sites what have you you'll definitely hear the term stack that's pretty simple it means like you want generally it's a quarterback and a wide receiver on the same team the idea being if the wide receiver has a big game the quarterback has to be involved right like if you have stefan Diggs and he has 200 yards and two touchdowns that means josh allen has at least 200 yards and two touchdowns there's a positive correlation there sometimes you can get like a double stack that could be a quarterback in his wide receiver and tight end quarterback two of his wide receivers even a quarterback running back wide receiver tight end generally guys on the same team and then you'll even hear run back which is running a stack on the other side the idea being you're trying to get in a shootout you know what i mean you want to get in a game that where the most points are scored that's where fantasy points come from it's more of a dfs thing but it's still fairly common now, especially in best ball. It's a good strategy. People really get into it. It is just an, you know, an idea that you want to score the most points possible. So you want to look at every possible way to do it. And so far, especially over the past few years, stacking has really been proven as one of the best ways to do it. You also hear zero RB. And that basically means like when you're doing a draft, you don't draft running backs early. Maybe you draft one running back in the first or second round. They might call that anchor running back. The idea is that you don't spend picks in the middle round on running backs. You're generally trying to be as strong as you can at tight end, at wide receiver, even at quarterback, and then go to the running backs because running back is a very fragile position, both due to injury, the fact that teams don't generally invest a lot financially in the position, and they're the easiest position is to more or less like lose your job. You know, one dude sprains an ankle, someone comes in, rushes for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, the guy might never see the field again. Running backs are crazy. They have the most kind of variance between their performance. So zero running back basically means investing more in other positions and taking advantage of that variance. Now, as you talked about DFS, just for those that don't know, DFS stands for Daily Fantasy Sports, which are the single day games that you can play on uh, on sites like DraftKings and FanDuel's. Ton of fun. In fact, we have a whole show that we do uh, on, on some of our, our picks that we like called Down with the King, where we talk about some of the best plays that week. Make sure you follow us there. Anything else, Magnum Mills? Well, you do have trading a lot of times now, if you play on uh, sites that where you play with basically strangers, there's not trading, especially in the high stakes leagues. You will have some in your home leagues. It can be a lot of fun. I would just say 
always try to make trade offers and improve both teams, vice versa on the offer. Again, if somebody, you know, offers you something that you just have to accept because just make sure they didn't offer it by accident by clicking a wrong button. Just basically don't be a dick. And if you send trade offers, again, like I said, always try to make sure that it makes sense for the other team as well as what you would be getting. If your league does depend on trading, if it's a deeper league with not a lot of the waiver wire, poisoning the well is a bad idea. It's especially a big deal in Dynasty. Again, check out Nine Guys Dynasty for that. You know, just and again, if someone offers you a bad trade offer, be nice. Like just to, if just don't say anything. You don't have to be a dick and be like, send back. I want to trade you my kicker for your best three players or something. Just let it be because you never know. One day you might need to make a trade or something like that, and you don't want to burn that bridge. Good solid stuff there. Any other general strategies? I mean, I know I know there's always the people that want to carry multiple kickers or defenses. How do we feel about that? Basically, what you said, I mean, there are in best ball, it's a whole different thing. You actually want to focus a little bit on a defense and kicker, but more leagues are going to the slim best ball format, they call it, where they don't play a defense and kicker. Season long leagues, for the most part, you never draft more than one kicker, more than one defense. Just don't and you wait until the last two rounds to do that. And then later in the season, if you're say you're, you're pretty sure you're going to be in the playoffs, maybe you want to pick up a second defense to either play the matchups or block your opponent from picking up a defense with a favorable matchup. But that's basically it. Don't spend a lot of time on it. If you want to stream the position, that's great. Don't kill yourself and don't overbid your fab if you're using that or use a high waiver priority on a defense that you want to use for one week just because they happen to be playing a bad team. You want good defenses generally, not just defenses facing bad teams. And dome kickers. I mean, whatever with kickers, good. All you need is a kicker, good leg, good offense, favorable weather situation, preferably a dome. There's your kicker. Yeah, and and one of the things that people always make the mistake of, and, and there's a fine line here, is yes, you should absolutely maximize your fun and fantasy football leagues. But just don't draft your entire favorite team. Trust me, it would be easy to do. Don't. For one, that's not a viable strategy. And for two, when your favorite team does bad, your fantasy team will do bad too. It's a double whammy, and it sucks super bad. You don't want any part of it. Yeah, we may or may not play in a league where somebody basically will draft with their heart. And, you know, it's it's your money if that's how you enjoy it. That's okay, but generally I would say... Just, just don't do it. Just, I, I would avoid it. You know, give yourself a chance to, you know, at least get one win in a week. In, you know, your drafts have something called ADP. That's average draft position. It just means on average, this is where players go in a draft. Earlier in a draft, you want to pay attention. Uh, if you want a player, go ahead, take him a bit ahead of ADP, but don't reach a ton. Later in the draft, don't pay a lot of attention. Get your guys. Try to be strategic about it, but don't be, you know, you know, an ADP bitch where you're like, oh, no, this player is usually taking it 87. And, you know, so I can't take him at 84 and he might fall. To, no, just take your guys, pay attention to it, use it as a tool. Don't rely on it as an end all be all. Any other random stuff we didn't get to that you can think of? I think I mentioned that, you know, on the roster stuff again, a flex is generally a position that can be filled by a player from multiple positions. Super flex lets you play quarterback. Uh, for the most part, teams have 12 teams. A deep league usually has 14 or more teams. Usually it's 14, 16. If you get above that, you start getting into uh, duplicate like leagues where you can have you know copies of players, stuff like that. Uh, deeper league could also be a 12-team league with deep benches. Uh, we say RBBC. 
it's not what you think it stands for running back by committee it has just those nfl teams who basically split the running back job up amongst several different running backs usually they'll have kind of said you know your goal line back your receiving back that kind of thing big headache for fantasy owners uh idp those are individual defensive players you don't see a lot of those leagues uh, i get uh, jade scratch on the joe blow football show with us in idp league i'm also in idp league they're cool man they bring defense into play you get points for you know tackles sacks interceptions return yards uh fumbles fumble recoveries good stuff it's a it's a good time it's another thing where it could seem maybe a little intimidating get into a league maybe you only start you know two or three idp players it's fun to get the defense side involved in the waiver wire is generally pretty deep on the defensive side. So it gives you a nice edge to win your league. If you really want to, you know, look at those defensive players, it's a good time. If you haven't tried it. And there are many great options out there. And if you've only ever played in a certain type of fantasy league, I highly recommend that you widen your horizons, try something new, have fun with it. And don't you worry because we got you covered every step of the way right here on seize the gap fantasy football. Yeah, and you know, maybe you tried something new by listening to Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. We appreciate it very much. Again, if you could follow the pod, give us a five star rating that follow the like, the good stuff, the YouTube channel. And do you have any different opinions or whatever? Honestly, interested to know a different strategy, especially uh, any terminology we really didn't cover. I know there are, you know, are definitely a bunch of different strategies and that kind of thing, but I think it's important to let everyone access fantasy football, you know, so you don't want to make it over the top intimidating. Let everybody dip their toe in the proverbial water. You can dip your toe in our YouTube channel at joblowfootballshow.com. We're on social media at FF, and we're covering the Game of Thrones spinoff, House of the Dragon on Drunk on Dragons, on, again, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the good ones at Drunk on Dragons. Did all that on the social medias. All that good stuff. And thanks again for checking out Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. Please remember to like and subscribe. It really helps us out. And if you got a minute, drop our, drop us your favorite sleeper and or bust in the comments of this YouTube video or on Twitter at Seize the Gap FF. Magna Mills, Jamie G, we both love fantasy football. We play a lot about it. This was kind of a beginner's entry into the world of fantasy football. We hope you'd enjoy it. If there's any questions that you have, let us know. We welcome all stages, beginners and experts alike. I'm Jamie G. That's Magna Mills. And we're going to remind you, all season long, seize the gap. And stop being so goddamn inefficient. This has been Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. The views expressed here are those of the hosts alone and do not represent those of any other entity, individual, or organization. All team names and logos are copyrighted by the NFL and their respective teams. Thanks again for checking us out. Come back next time and we'll continue to help you to seize the gap and stop being so inefficient. Good luck to you and all of your teams. Who's that? Nobody. I said, who's that? I said, nobody.